before. Before. Wait, where's mine? I have mine. Oh. I don't need yours. Cheers and. <laughs> I'm an independent woman now. Mm-hmm. I don't need yours because I have my own. <laughs> because I can provide for myself. Thank you very much. We were drinking some water. <laughs> Wonder what that was. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Welcome back to Real Girls. Welcome back to Real Girls. Welcome back to, to Real Girls. Podcast. Oh, man, I thought we would get it that time. <laughs> I really felt good about our well, abilities to do that I one liked, justice. I like mine rhymed. What Welcome did you say? Welcome back to our podcast. It rhymed. Whatever. Are you right? All right. <laughs> i'll let you have that one i guess yeah i'm zabian i'm jade and we are the real girls we are the real girls and we're here to keep it real with you girls <laughs> i'm excited to be doing this because this week has just been so bad it has been such a long week for <laughs> the both of us fucking long ass like draining ass bitch ass week bitch ass 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 literally titties very ass bad. titties up ass out <laughs> no a tootie ta a tootie ta a tootie ta ta that sounds like dance terminology it is have rendezvous a tootie ta ta thumbs up bottoms back feet apart knees together a tootie ta a tootie ta all the real girls that are familiar with a tootie ta the preschool jam <laughs> <laughs> will totally get the reference this preschool banger <laughs> <laughs> No, it actually came up on my TikTok the other day, and I was like, weird that a tootie ta is on. <laughs> Let's not make a tootie ta a trend. Yeah. A tootie trend, if you Let's will. not make a tootie ta great again. No, let's not. Let's leave her be. Yeah. Hmm. It's just ridiculous. I can't say I'm familiar with the work of You never did that in preschool? No. No? Oh, I did. And I didn't like it. I remember having to do it in, like, fucking fifth grade. Do you know how morbidly uncomfortable it is to do weird things with your body when you're 10 years old and already insecure (laughs) (laughs) like playing dance dance revolution in gym class in front of everyone humiliating humiliating the worst thing oh my gosh i hated it so bad my social anxiety said absolutely the fuck not (laughs) and then punched me right in the fucking jaw like, not okay. We're not going to do that today. We're not. You know what we are going to do today? What are we going to do today? We're doing... God. It's like... We just, like, have to. Yeah. We have to do what we're doing today. Yeah. It's not even a thing of, like, I hoped I'd never have to talk about this. It's, I knew I would someday. Yeah. And Fabian's reluctant. I'm excited. I am not excited. I'm like I'm I am excited to share my stories and my tea, but I'm not excited to like admit my truth. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe same. <laughs> like like it's humiliating, but also the tea that I have, I think it's tea. That's the yeah. thing I we're talking about our uh our phases. Our, our high school slash middle school growing up phase. What was our phase? See, I can't even say that mine was a phase because it took up 10 years of my life and it's arguably still kind of taking up my life today. Yeah. It's like a, it's, it's not a phase. It's a lifestyle. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah, truly. (laughs) 
so, ew. So now I don't even want to say what it is. Now that we exactly now that we've backed it up with that, the episode's exactly. over. Exactly. <laughs> so this is my Instagram. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Okay, let's get into it. You say yours first. I'm... Hi, everybody. I'm Zabian. This is where you say. Hi, Zabian. And um, I I was a theater kid. Thanks for sharing, Zabian. Yeah, yeah. We're proud of you. We're with you. Yeah, we thanks stand for with showing you. up today. We, yeah. we appreciate your, your growth and your journey. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing it with us. God damn, my lips are chapped. Hi. Hi. <laughs> What's Hi. up? L- ladies and gentlemen, live on the pod, Jacob Mitchell. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Hi, guys. Bye. Where are you going? They're girls. No, we've only been recording for <laughs> about seven minutes. So now that I've stalled. Yeah. Yeah. I shared my secret. Now you have to do the same. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Jade. Hi, Jade. And I am a retired emo kid. Now, how did that feel to just get off your chest? Icky. (laughs) (laughs) A retired theater kid. A retired emo kid. That's funny. Did you say I feel slimy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My well, heart now does. that yeah, now that we've revealed the just the terrible news. Now that news, it's been let out. <laughs> now that we've just taken accountability for our actions. No, because actually like I am excited about this episode. I am I'm not that cuz it never it didn't really end. Exactly. Uh, to prepare for this episode, I drove home from work listening to my emo playlist right right to get in the spirit of today so okay so i feel like this it does deserve a bit more structure than we normally produce yeah so i figure for each of us now that we've aired what we're talking about today we're going to be deep diving into and explaining these very life-altering phases of our lives (laughs) um very uh very much like explains us so much yeah and might i add that these weren't just like little like they were things that did consume our entire personality it wasn't like a a couple of months either it was years years Years. and years and years of our lives like a decade yeah okay we both have uh permanent tattoos that somewhat resemble (laughs) these phases of our lives yeah i'm not upset about it but it is like cringy to say i'm upset about like many things in my life that I enjoy, I'm upset about the community of people that I have to admit to being affiliated with fair when point. I say that I was a theater kid. Very fair point. Like, because they're cringy. Mm-hmm. And then because... Yeah, theater... Like, mine isn't, like, to the level of, no. like, saying, like, I was a thief. Like, no offense. Yeah, you also didn't get into your emo phase and when you were eight, and then it didn't last until you were... 22 (laughs) (laughs) i would say 19 but it's still like lingering at 22 same yeah it still lingers it doesn't go far yeah anyways now that i said that we're gonna be have structure and then we completely didn't have structure right um i think that each of us should kind of go through the basics of the beginnings okay the who what when where why's of the very beginnings right of how 
we got introduced into these topics. Right. And phases mm-hmm. and interests. And why did we even, why ever? Why? Why? Just why? What, what happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Literally, what happened? Literally, what happened? Would you like to start? Would you like me to start? I'll, I'll take the floor in okay. the beginning. Okay. Um, and Be brave. it actually, yeah, it relates back to our family. Jesus. So, um, I love talking about our yeah, family a little bit. Um, so basically, let's set the scene. Um, I am 12 years old in middle school. I'm a little angsty. Okay. And I had a BFF. Okay. She was my BFF. We'll call her. That means bitchy fat friend. No, it doesn't. We were, <laughs> we were ride or dies. Okay. I'll call her Marty. Yeah, we she moved far away, but I still have lots of love for her. She is such a peach. But yeah, we experienced Shout out to Marty. Hey guys, make some noise in the chat for Marty. Marty, Marty if you're listening to Real Girls, uh make some noise for yourself in the chat. She might be. But yeah, so we were 12 years old and we came up with this idea or theory that we wanted to be what we had called walking music music dictionaries. So what our plan had been was to each week take a different genre of music and then fully delve into it and learn a bunch of music from it so that we could be the most musically diverse people ever that's so fucking cool great plan as 12 year olds right yeah except for we got to the third genre and stopped there because we were full-fledged into it now right so we started with reggae weirdly enough at 12 (laughs) (laughs) Got into some Bob Marley at 12 years old. All right, sir. So, obviously. Well, so that's just a little bit of foreshadowing. (laughs) So that's foreshadowing. And then next was Soul. So we listened to a lot of, like, Whitney Houston, you know. Mm -hmm. And then the next one was Rock. Or, like, and we didn't really know much of the emo genre yet. We were sure. only 12, okay? And it is year, the year is 2012. Mm-hmm. So we're at the tail end of like the scene kid, like, is really big MySpace sort of phase, yeah. right? You're and like the last entry into that phase. Yeah. So we're trying to find music. We're looking all around the internet. And I remember back to when Zabian's <clears throat> sister showed me this song that one of her family members had showed her. Um, this family member isn't really related to me. We've mentioned this on um, the pod before. Yeah. yeah. She showed her this song, mm-hmm. Do It Now, Remember It Later by Sleeping With Sirens, and showed her the music video. It was like a super dope music video. Mm-hmm. And then Zabian's sister showed me, and we were like, this is so cool. And also at the same time that me and Marty were making this, our entire personalities, I should also really mention that me and Zabian's sister really made our whole personality. They too. really Yeah, did. like it wasn't just me and Marty. It was also me and Xavier's sister, but like. And I have to say, it was one of the. Was, I'm first, talking more about school. Like, it was one of the first times that I've ever yeah. seen my sister like really develop her own personality. Oh yeah, and we did. Yeah, like she. This was very much like one of the earliest remembrances that I have of like my sister being like, "This is who I am." Yeah. Like this is what I do. This is my. And thing. it was her thing. It was. Me I didn't. I. It was her thing. We took like semi different paths mm-hmm. down it too. We've talked about this. Like me and her have. Like, yeah. We weren't exactly like she was not so much emo as I was, but she, she was grunge. She was more the 2014 grunge era. Yeah. She was really, but and I was more so fucking emo. <laughs> 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 but anyways, so she shows me this song and I'm like, this is dope. And yeah, basically, 
we delved into it and I discovered like sleeping with sirens and pierce the veil right away. And she discovered, I remember black veil brides and bullet for my Valentine were the two bands that she discovered. And then we, with these four forces of sleeping with sirens, pierce the veil, (laughs) bullet for my (laughs) Valentine and fucking black veil brides that it was over from there. It was over with. Yeah. So that was the that was the beginning of it for me. Yeah. The beginning of my experiences in life drastically different. Yeah. Um so I began doing theater because when I was 8, mm-hmm. um I moved to the town that Jade and I currently live in. I've lived here ever since I was 8. Mm-hmm. Um and it was like the it was like around November of the school year and I was like a super shy kid, so I was terrified to go to school here, but I had like a big personality behind closed doors. So when we moved here, there were just like generally more opportunities than where I used to live just for things to do. And my mom had the idea of like signing me up for a theater class at Mm -hmm. like one of the local theaters here. Um, And I did. And I, it was my niche. It was just yeah. it for me. And I loved it. And I yeah. remember that we, it was like a class where you learned how to act, but it was like, you know, it was for children. Right. Um, and we like did put on a play. So um, my first, technically my first role ever was um, the doctor in uh, the hit classic, the Velveteen Rabbit. Awesome. So that was the beginning of my downfall <laughs> at eight. Right. And, and then, for me. and then I truly just spiraled from there, as and it absolutely goes. Like yeah. that's literally how it goes. And Once I and I spent my niche, entire life spiraling. Yeah, yep, yep. But that's, I think that covers the basics for me. Yeah, the who, the what, the when, the where, the why. Yeah, and I, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Let's go on, I guess. Let's go on. Let's move on. <laughs> um, who were some of your like peak artists at the time? Like, and then like kind of how did your taste evolve as you got older? Like, who'd you start with? Who'd you end with? Okay. In terms of who you listened to. So I, like I said, I started with Pierce the Veil and Sleeping with Sirens, and Pierce the Veil I started with, ended with. I, I swear to you, when I'm. 90 years old if you ask me who my favorite artist is i will tell you pierce the veil i say it to this day Mm -hmm. okay still the best they just are they're coming out with a new album right now the best okay so i started with pierce the veil stayed consistent with that sleeping with sirens i listened to a lot in the beginning as time progressed and as they released new music i didn't like their new stuff as much so i started to listen to mm, some bands that are like now problematic so like if you know these bands like some of these artists are problematic okay Mm -hmm. um but i started with definitely like sleeping with sirens and then i i listened to a lot of like oldies at the beginning so like things that were from like the 2010s and earlier and then like i i wanted to discover things that were coming out now so that's when i kind of got into like um this is like a there this guy is a piece of shit but this is a band that i listened to then before like all of the things yeah. that have come out now, but Front Porch Step. This was step, like eight years ago. This was, yeah. So I listened to like Front Porch Step. I listened to Real Friends, um, Neck Deep. Um, I've never heard of any yeah, of these the, people before. <laughs> 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 I 
and um yeah and I also but I always wanted to like stay consistent with the bands that I really liked from the beginning so like the bands that I really liked in the beginning like Pierce the Veil I really liked Never Shout Never another controversial but band that I really liked was uh Falling in Reverse I really like controversial yeah um the lead singer is kind of a piece of shit damn and he's like no he attends he like he will attest to it but he is a piece of shit oh um but yeah there's i know there's a lot that i'm forgetting but like those are just like the first few that come to mind yeah yeah that's fair yeah oh also another honorable mention the one that i ended like my deep emo phase like probably towards the end of high school like what i ended on like like i still enjoy that music don't get me wrong but i'm not like like I really tar- partook in the fashion and like yeah. the style sense and like my media intake, I suppose. But um, one that I ended with was Ghost Town, and they are. I know that you're not familiar with any of these bands, but they are. I'll have to show you. They are very cringy and emo. I'm oh. not gonna lie to you. Like, if a listener knows who Ghost Town is, that's embarrassing right now. When I'm <laughs> saying that, like, I loved Ghost Town when I was like 16 and 17 years old. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of the the evolution for me. And now today I'm really into like this new wave of emo music that's coming out. Yeah. It's like Midwest emo, so like mom okay. jeans. Like I had mentioned before. Previously mentioned on <laughs> Previously the pod. Mentioned. Mom, mom jeans, jeans mother's pants. Baseball. Yeah. Um that's another one. Um there's more. There's more, but yeah. Yeah. I'd have to pull up my playlist right now. But Yeah. So as a kid, I like when I was first starting to do theater, it would mainly just be like my only opportunity to do shows was in the summer. That's when everyone had like community kids summer shows. Right. You There were none during the school year unless you went to schools that like did their own shows. Um, so when I would be in a musical in the summer, mm-hmm. I would dive head first into it and make it my entire personality. So the very first show that I ever did that was like an actual community theater production was um, Willy Wonka when I was eight. So this was like the summer following the camp that I did that got me into theater. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was a little Oompa Loompa. Mm -hmm. I went to this production. I remember it. (laughs) I remember it. You do? Yeah. I think we have pictures from that one. That's really funny. Because I know there's a couple like productions like definitely will be posted to Twitter. Oh god. The ones yeah. that we can find, but we have pictures together from like I would like Oh my god, yeah. I went to a couple of them when we were younger to like yeah. watch Zabian. T. T. Um so my earliest shows were like Willy Wonka, Annie about the little redheaded orphan. Yep. And then um we did a musical version of Charlotte's Web and then my fourth one was uh if you're a theater kid, you'll know what this means. Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella. It's just a Cinderella written by different composers mm-hmm. than like Disney. Um, but basically those were my first four shows and like up to kind of the point that I did Cinderella, I was like every show that I was doing, I was like obsessed with just that. And I didn't know that you could like branch out like away from just the shows that I was doing at the time. Right. You can also enjoy other shows that you haven't done yet. But I didn't know how to access them also. Like, I didn't know they existed. I I was, well... (laughs) At the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning, yeah. (laughs) So, like, I just wasn't on the internet that much at that point in my life. Right. um, As far as listening to music and things like that. But, yeah, by the time that I 
was in my fourth show. I was like 11. Um, and I, up to that point was just like ensemble roles, mm-hmm. but like, I'm not going to toot my own horn or anything, but I was good. Yeah. So like by no, the, that's... up to like my fourth show where I was just another ensemble member, I was getting really annoyed and I would like be ensemble members that have like a couple of lines as my character, right. but it was still like, I want to lead. So bad. I was fucking starving for a lead yeah. after that fourth summer and then that was my fourth show there was the summer in between fifth and sixth grade mm-hmm. and after sixth grade girl that's where it really started going downhill yeah because that's when I started getting leads and that's where just I yep yep I truly just plummeted from yep. there as a person <laughs> yeah yeah but before it got to that point this is one of our earliest examples of like, we tried to dabble in each other's phases. Mm-hmm. We did. We did. Like you. And that example is like you, me and you did like a summer theater thing together. I don't know if it was one summer or two summers. I know that I, I did only it. did one. I did two summers. Yeah. So like there would, it wasn't like a full on community theater production, but there was like this traveling kids theater production and they would go to different towns and different theaters and you put on a show in like a week. Yeah. Um, and we both did this. You said you did it twice. I mm-hmm. did it once yeah. and it was with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, what was the other show that you did? I did Cinderella. Is that the one that we did together? No. The one okay. that we did together was Rumpelstiltskin. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had. And I just don't understand how it happened. (laughs) The concept of going to a random ass town, putting together a kid's musical, mind you. This was a musical in a week. In a week. Five days. We were there for so long, though, weren't we? It was all day. It was a camp. It was like, yeah, it was a camp. But like you went to the theater for hours yeah every day oh yeah we had like lunch there yep. like oh yeah it was so intense theater people love making shit so fucking intense but i remember it was so fun it was like, very I did fun really, i wasn't ever like great at it though like so and i just like i don't know yeah I, like i didn't feel that way that you did like i enjoyed it it was fun but it was like just kind of like a yeah do this for now kind of thing yeah me, jade know? was doing it for fun and i was like this is my personality yeah. this is my big break yeah i'm gonna kill it in Rumpelstiltskin I'm gonna kill it in Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> kill it that's one of our pictures that we composed because we both played townspeople in that we show we did and I know that there are pictures <laughs> yeah um but <laughs> oh they're so good man but yeah um and Zabian also delved into my phase a little bit I did try my very hardest he did mainly because the singers were hot it was okay <laughs> so it was because the singers were attractive but also because like I do really just enjoy their vocal ranges right i find their vocal ranges like in sleeping with sirens mm-hmm. like kellen quinn's voice is fucking insane it is it's, it's incredible. so gorgeous oh my too. gosh yeah like i love just a good singer and for mm-hmm. a long time i was like i just i don't really like this music that they're making but i just want to listen to this person sing yeah so i tried to like listen to sleeping with sirens and I never really was that big a fan of Pierce the Veil, but mm-hmm. I um like King for a Day is uh, it did imprint me as a middle schooler. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Like I I I, I am one of those girls. For a fact that me girlies. and your sister like put you on. Yeah, for too. sure, hundred percent. Like, it's just it's it's funny. I think part of it too is like <clears throat> like also your sister like did did she do the theater camp with us or no? Not that one. My sister did start doing theater 
at some point in time when we yeah. were kids, but I never did a show with her until we started doing them in school together. I in think middle that school. it's because like we were just we all three grew up very close, I think in my opinion. So like we all just wanted to like have that little like we were like, oh, well, they think it's cool. So I want to like enjoy it with them because like yeah. everything that we kind of did, like all of our interests were like per- like as young kids. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're when you're young, you don't have niche things that you're exactly. It's in. hard to find a yeah. niche. So you find it through other people, right. like the people you like and what they're doing. Right. Yeah. But we all like tested each other's like like little fads out, which I think yeah. is cool and interesting. Like, I think that's very like interesting that we all did that. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to get into that this too much because it's another episode. Yeah. But during your emo phases was also the height of Tumblr and iFunny. Yeah. Um, and I do remember that one effort into dabbling into your phases was all three of us made um like emo boy iFunny accounts. Oh my gosh. And yours and my sister's were so popular and mine was not. And someone told me to go back to Instagram. Your sister, <laughs> and it, I did. Your sister's blew hers up. Was so, mine wasn't as big as hers. It was but like, so fucking popular. But my mine was pretty big, and that was literally the basis of it too. Yeah, it literally was. It was just posting like silly things about like the guys who sang and the just the members of yep. like grunge and emo bands. Yeah, and like oh my god, my sister's was so popular. It was. I don't remember how many followers she had but it was thousands it was a lot she had so many i funny and it was like it was you know it was like 2013 or 2012 so like height of it yeah and like having like over a thousand followers at that time was a a pretty big deal like it's it's not like today where tiktok somebody blows up and has 22 million fucking followers right it's it was totally different and like yeah dude it was crazy it was wild yeah but Oh my god yeah that was fucking nuts yeah um but once i started getting into middle school and doing theater like because that's when middle schools started having their own musicals so mm-hmm. i was like "Ooh, girl i don't have to just wait for the summer anymore i get to do it during the school year yeah um so my first middle school musical was annie again so it was my second time doing annie mm-hmm. and i got uh, rooster if anyone knows who that is he's basically like a supporting role like a li- a smaller role but still like a prominent role yeah um and he was like the villain of it uh-huh so i played the villain um but i was living yeah it was everything yeah i and yeah i was just so excited because i was like oh i'm in middle school and i got a lead in my first musical mm-hmm. granted it was double casted so there were like two people playing each role yeah. in different companies yeah so like i wasn't the only one playing right. that role there was, there <laughs> i was, was just like one. "Ooh, this is this good is good this is good <laughs> and that's how it starts and like, then it fuels from you. there i was getting leads very consistently yeah. like throughout well <laughs> so i did two musicals in middle school um and yeah, after I went to, after I started middle school, I started getting leads at the theater that I was doing community shows at as a mm-hmm. kid. Um, so I like at the community show in the summer during middle school, I played um, Cogsworth, the clock in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And I played um, Donkey and Shrek the Musical, which Shrek the Musical is so fucking good. I am stating that as a 22 year old <laughs> former retired theater kid, Shrek the Musical is so fucking good. Our high school did that one. It's so good. I did set design. See, I did set design for music. Did you? Yeah. Serve. Yeah. Oh, love that I loved doing set design. Um, But in middle school, so there was kind of some tea <laughs> because 
so I did my sixth grade musical and I did my seventh grade musical. Mm-hmm. I have like a list of debacles I wanted to talk about. And this is like one of my debacles that yeah. are kind of, like kind of the tea of my experiences. Yeah. So um, in eighth grade, I was really beefing with this one girl who I, I had been very good friends with in middle school up to this point. And we had both been leads in our musicals, like, and we were in the same grade. Um, so it's eighth grade. We're doing a show that I don't really like um, and I don't really want to do. And I'm beefing with this girl who is like 100% going to get the lead in the musical. And I'm the strongest guy. And my director told me that if I auditioned, the two of us would be getting the male and female lead. And I said, oh, I don't want to. I really don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this time, <laughs> this is like the funniest part about this. At the time... I had really long hair when I was in middle school. Like even in sixth grade is when I started growing it out and it grew from sixth to eighth grade. I let it be really long and I donated it. It was like 11 inches long when I donated it in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. But um, yes, I had very long hair and this was a period piece that they were doing. Um, It was the sound of music, which just takes place way back when um, during like Nazi times. Mm -hmm. And, um, the director so she had told me that I would get the lead in the musical if I auditioned she also told me that this girl that I didn't I was friends with and I did not like at the time was also going to get the lead yeah before auditions happened and then she told me that if not if when I get the male lead I'd have to cut my hair so that she can stay like a pro like um what's the word I'm looking for like correct with the times basically because like a leader of a household at that point in time wouldn't have had long hair so like all those factors, I was like, I'm not auditioning for this. <laughs> like for my eighth yeah. grade, my last middle school mi- musical, I was like, I'm also going to cause a stir and do that. I'm not auditioning for my last middle school musical that I am destined to get the lead in. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I didn't tell anyone I wasn't going to do it. Well, every- I probably did. But like, <laughs> I don't remember if I told friends. I definitely didn't tell the director though. Yeah. And like we had like a drama club throughout the year eventually so like i would see her like in drama club Mm -hmm. and then like be preparing for musical auditions and i just never told her (laughs) that i wasn't auditioning that's so funny yeah until it came to like workshops for the auditions where you like learn the material and stuff and i didn't show up and she texted me and asked me if i was auditioning and i said no (laughs) that's so funny and then and i said no then i um well a I cut my hair after mm-hmm. the auditions. So I cut my hair really short, which is what she would have wanted me to do as the lead anyways. But <laughs> so that was just like shady. <laughs> um, And then I didn't, I wasn't in the cast, but I did do the crew for that musical. Oh. Cause I like for a while they started auditions and I, it was so weird to me to not be in it. Yeah. So, I, and it made me really sad. So I was like, I'll do crew. There I've never go. done it before. And you get a chance to yeah. see. I'm friends with the crew people. Like I get that experience too. Cause I've only ever been in the show, not behind the scenes. So right. it was very fun. I was like the assistant and stage manager. Yeah. It was, I really enjoyed that experience. Um, but it, I'm still kind of pissed off about what she said to me. Like the, she has to keep appropriate with the times. Yeah. Uh, so she was going to make me cut my hair as the male lead. Um, this is a family. The show is about a family of like, seven white children right she casted a black kid as one of them but you have to cut your hair but i have to cut my hair to play the male lead their father the father of a black kid i guess 
oh my god like wigs like it's <laughs> literally or like whatever but it was just funny that that's not to say like this kid shouldn't have played this role it's yeah. just like you were gonna make me actually cut my hair yeah. for a role that i don't even want to play In eighth grade to be appropriate with the context of the show but then you're gonna completely overlook that yeah. like that's a bit more drastic i guess i don't yeah. know but that that was ridiculous weird yeah yeah. Do you have anything else for, about your emo phase that you want to dive into? Like how it affected your day-to-day life, I guess? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so as I have mentioned many a times, I went to a very small school. So Marty and I had gone to the same middle school. And we she had moved after middle school. We did not go to the same high school. And once I had gotten to high school, it was like almost... It's weirder because it's weird because I almost like I went to a little bit of a bigger school, not much. Again, 40 kids in my class, but there was nobody in my class that enjoyed the same things as me. Not Mm, one person. That's rough, bro. Yeah. So like eventually, I think I've mentioned this before as well, but I got close with some of the upperclassmen because they liked a lot of the same things as me. Yeah. So like as high school progressed, I did find a few people who enjoyed like the same bands as me and stuff like that, but they all like graduated but um yeah so another thing too I was not really allowed to entirely express myself I was throughout middle school throughout middle school my style inspo like I had platinum blonde hair and I was specifically this is gross but I was a specifically very big fan of splat hair dye because how like well it lasted in your hair and it's like yeah bitch it's fabric dye yeah because it had awful it is for your hair right but like other like emo girls and like people within that culture enjoyed like arctic fox or like manic panic because it wasn't like it was just like you know a conditioning temporary color not like actual fabric dye but yeah so (laughs) my look we can insert pictures we'll insert some throwback pics on the twitter yeah um but my look was a platinum blonde on top and underneath of my hair was hot pink. Yeah. Um, and like I said, in middle school, I was a little bit more free to express myself. Uh-huh. Um, so I, my style consisted of various leggings like Chevron, Galaxy, oh. etc. Um, all band t-shirts. And the makeup inspo was black eyeshadow and brown eyeliner because I didn't have But I put the eyeliner on first and the eyeshadow over top, so you couldn't really tell. But yeah, the eyeshadow with the baby lips. Do you ever remember those? Do you remember those? The baby lip lip balms. They Uh, were like very big in like 2010, 2012. It was a lip balm that everybody had. I think I do remember. But I had the one that was tinted hot pink. And I always wear that with my concealer and I would tease my hair, my fried ass fucking hair up. And actually, Xavier's stepmom gave me my emo haircut too she gave me my side swoopy bangs um, like the razor cut bangs yeah yeah um Zabian's sister and i got our hair colored with splat hair dye together for the first time i remember she that. got a dip dye and that's when i got the, the underneath, pink underneath hot pink yeah and from there you know i switched it up i did a lot of different colors but once i got into high school 
A, I wasn't able to have unnatural hair colors being in cheerleading. Oh, um, yeah. Or, like, have, like, painted nails or anything. But I also was not um, permitted to wear band t-shirts anymore. So, um, yeah, it had to be really, like, low-key in the ways that I did express myself. All the while, I found out that, like, somebody at my high school that I dated, before they knew me, considered me goth. (laughs) All that I – even I could not wear (laughs) – I could wear band t-shirts if they were not black. All the while, though, I was still considered goth somehow by some, at least one person, which is just bizarre to me because, A, like, respect to the goth community, super badass, but I'm not into metal. I was never, like, that was never my path. You were never, like, an all-black makeup, hair, dress. No, I love the the aesthetic, the culture. It's everything, but it's, like, it's not mine. Like, it's not ever something that I – but, yeah, yeah, because they were just very – Shelter to that. But um, where I actually, like, picked up a lot of these, like, a lot of my interests, like, in my very early days, I think, like, stemmed from my dad. My dad's, like, played in, like, local rock bands. My dad is a musician. He gave me my first Flyleaf CD when I was seven years old. And I remember listening to I'm So Sick. Um, It's just, like, it's a pretty heavy song for a seven-year-old to be listening to. But I remember listening to it on my, like, CD player, my brother walking in and being like, what the fuck are you listening to yeah no maybe i was like i was talking to my dad about this the other day actually it was like seven to nine somewhere in there Uh but um yeah so like to me and my dad like it was super cool huh so like you know that's fun that little family connection yeah 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 serve but yeah it was out of the norm for me socially socially it was not understood broadly accepted right (laughs) but that's okay i was still rocking with my shit you know i was still doing my thing yeah i was like whatever you guys just aren't very cool like i am yeah exactly (laughs) you guys just kind of suck that's really what i thought yeah i still kind of think that (laughs) my music taste was always better exactly that's the thing i can't say the same for myself because my music taste was um listening to (laughs) musical theater that's funny yeah all i did was listen to musical theater no offense but yeah i don't take any offense it's it's well deserved no but like you know like i like i enjoy it like within the the theater itself but i wouldn't like just be like "Hmm, let me listen to the hamilton soundtrack oh i'm not a hamilton girl don't mistake me for one of those i have never watched it but i like the soundtrack actually it's okay but it's I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> I'm not um, gonna get so into So you the mean to tell me that you didn't have a 37 hour long show tunes playlist on Spotify? Nope. Hmm. Nope. Weird. Me neither. No, but I do have quite the emo playlist on my play- on my Spotify. How stuff. long is it? Um, I don't know. I actually so my Spotify account that I have is fairly new, so it's um. not like from when I was young. So like I curated it not too long ago, just like remembering back to some of my favorites. Sure, sure. Um, That's one fair. moment here. Let me find how long it is. It is five hours and forty-one minutes. All right. Yeah. Um, consisting of a lot of different bands. It's, it's a very good playlist. Um, <laughs> for anybody that wants it, I will link it in the description of yeah. this episode. You can check it out. It's called Emo Bangers Only. <laughs> <laughs> and that it is hey hey ebo guys yeah but yeah very fun very um, fun what more can i say oh um so 
I don't know if you're very familiar with this being a real thing. Um, but when I got to high school, uh, theater became a whole different, a whole different ball game for me. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, up to going to high school, I was convinced that high school theaters in my town were fucking Broadway. I worshipped these people. Yeah. And they were teenagers. That's how you feel, though, watching those things as kids. Yes. I was like, I can't wait to do this someday. Like, I would go to the shows for the high school I was going to go to eventually. Uh And I was just like, I want to be you so badly. I remember going to your productions in high school, feeling that same way at the same age as you. Yeah. I remember seeing one specific girl, like, on stage, and I was like, oh, my God, like, she's a celebrity. Like, I even knew who she was. Was it? It was yeah but i remember watching her and i was like no she slays like like on like goddess level type shit. i agree like, what the fuck and the, i was watching like holy shit that's like, one of my like most notable like yeah that was very iconic of her oh my god they turned their fucking pussies out with her outfits and hair in that show yeah. she had like eight different wigs it was insane i know i was just like every time i was like what is going on and no, i was literally, literally like so like I mean, you were not wrong for believing any of those things as a kid because as like a oh yeah as a adolescent your age watching those things I was like holy shit yeah also I had like a whole different new level of like respect for you like a different type of respect for you because I was like whoa like they just be running the shit and stuff like yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it yeah. but like I was like damn high school theater in my town is very intense yeah. like and i was i was so excited for it once i got to high school i have said before i started doing theater as soon as i could yeah. my freshman year my school did three shows every year so over the span of just high school i did 12 different shows in four years that's crazy. Yeah. And then some. That's so because, much learning. Like, yeah. if you think about how much work goes into, like, a show and a projection, like, that's so much, like... Oh, girl. My brain could not, like... During our, like, weeks of the performances, they were... It was Hell Week. Mm-hmm. Um, It was basically our tech rehearsals where we started having microphones and costumes. Yeah. And we would run the whole show every night. We'd eat dinner at school. And they started pretty much directly after the school day was over yeah so we would all be at school school started in the morning at 7 35 a.m and we would be there until 9 p.m for the entire week of performances yeah. and then you perform on the weekends mm-hmm. it was so fucking intense i but it's so like it's one of those things that i think back on now and i'm like i could never fucking do that are you yeah. kidding like eight straight hours of school directly into seven hours of a musical rehearsal. I know. Every day? Yeah. For a week? <laughs> Are you I know. fucking kidding? But that makes it so worth it. Like, at the end of it, you're it's, like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is so relieving. Oh, like, it's very fun. They, it's very, like, It was I don't just know. so stressful. Yeah. And, but yeah, they were very fun. Um, And, like, my favorite part, I, I, we didn't get to start doing like the cool theater stuff in my opinion until I was in high school because that's when we started having live bands with like for our music instead of yeah. just recordings um, and like you do this thing when you have like a live band um, or orchestra for your shows where you do sits probes mm-hmm. if you know what that is Mm-mm. it's where you basically have your first music rehearsals like in the rehearsal process at our school at least it and I'm assuming everywhere else because duh, um, you like have the cast, like the performers start learning all their music, all the singing and stuff. 
for the first month or two of rehearsals while the orchestra is learning all of their music yeah. separately. And then you have a sits probe rehearsal about halfway through the process where the singers and the band come together for the first time. And then you start working out all the kinks and stuff. Yeah. But you went through every single song with the band so many times to mm-hmm. figure stuff out. And I loved it yeah I loved it especially when I started getting roles with solos and it would be like me and the orchestra singing in front of everybody I was like everything up oh yeah loved it I was such a fucking diva in high school I loved the attention yeah sir let me let me lead sing this this piece again for you literally just let me okay accompany me fine sure (laughs) I guess I'll have to do this for all of you again whatever if you want to see it again yeah (laughs) I guess I'll pop my pussy one more time (laughs) if you insist (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome were you saying something though um it reminds me of I was also in dance in high school and like yeah and dance like cleaning up little things like that that's always like the most like fun and satisfying part of it yeah because it's it's clean it's also the most annoying part because you have to go over all the same shit over and over over again over and over again hate it so as intense as theater was just at my school Mm -hmm. um we didn't even know the half of it because did you know that there's such a thing as competitive theater no i didn't bitch (laughs) this shit is crazy yeah um so my school did not participate in any of this so i know very little about the specifics of how it works um but the two other high schools in our town, they mm-hmm. do both have this. Basically, your high school theater program can be deemed as a like a per, um, professional thespian troupe. And it basically, like, I think it's just all across the state. It's like an Iowa, th- well, there are other per states. Right. But, but it, it, like this one, it's like they're all members of this Iowa thespian whatever. Right. Um, and it was basically a... It, it made your school qualify to be like competitive theater performers. You put your own shows on at your school and they have judges from this like board for the troops Yeah, go to all these shows and they like judge the performers. They judge all these aspects of the performance mm-hmm. and they like people like individuals in the cast can get nominated to go for like, an award across the entire state of Iowa. And then the winners of that can go and do this huge performance in New York called the Jimmy awards. Wow. People who win that have literally gone on to Broadway. Wow. Yeah. It is insane. That is crazy. But literally you get all of those opportunities just by having a troop, but being in these troops is so fucking insane like it's so intense you have to do like a fuck ton of hours for set design days and a whole bunch you have to do a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff like you basically have to be fully immersed Immersed. in theater in every aspect of theater to even be considered a member of this troupe oh wow and then once you're a member you have to do a bunch of shit yeah and it just It sounded so fucking intense and everyone that I spoke to during their time in those troops was just always miserable. Yeah. But they had the biggest fucking egos about it because they were like the big thespian troops and they, okay, arguably um, my school of the three high school theater departments while I was in school, we did have the weakest. Really? Yeah, because we didn't have to work that much harder for the troop shit. Plus the people who had the troops they were just so fucking arrogant and so full of themselves you say that because like you're like my 
my school is very small, so our theater was like mid. Okay, like oh, no our offense, shows were like no offense, yeah. but like <laughs> I don't mean any offense. Like we did the best we could. It was with small, the small town theater. We yeah, had. yeah. But it's crazy to me that you say that about like your high school's theater being like the weakest of all the schools because I remember seeing it and being like, "This is the coolest shit." Ever. It was very cool. Like, this so is like so fucking we crazy. did we did good. So I shows, couldn't even imagine like, like a high school theater experience really being like all that much greater well the thing is like it was just like beyond me by the time that i was graduating all of those reputations were kind of dwindling down because people were graduating yeah but like it was the kids who were like a few years older than me like three or four no yeah i would say like two to four years older than me that would do like i knew through the community theater productions i did up until i entered high school i see those were the kids who like for their entirety of like middle into high school they were like pretty much the big crowd of like wow every single high school theater person knows pretty much the name of everyone in every performance like as far as who the leads are and who the really popular ones are they all fucking knew each other yeah and then those people started fizzling out and by the time i was a senior i was up there yeah but that just i the whole idea was just like dying away right but like i was the equivalent of one of those kids by the time i was a junior and And isn't that crazy because like as a kid that was like a celebrity oh i was living i was living it's what i always wanted for myself um yeah no i loved it not even gonna lie but (laughs) um but yeah the other high school programs, they kind of started to become a bit mid by the time I was graduating. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there was my senior year where, like, we were pretty much the superior of the three schools in terms of the musicals for the year. Right. Ours was absolutely the best. I didn't even see the other ones, but I just, I already know. I just knew that they weren't good. Yeah. So now that you've mentioned your, like, kind of peak and fizzle a little bit here. That's a little bit of it, yeah. Yeah, I would like to to pay some uh motion to mine Mm -hmm. so for me the peak for me throughout my whole emo phase was warp tour every summer and i was a frequent i went to warp tour every summer for five summers okay i went all the way up into the last one and like i'm not kidding you i lived for warp tour day like i like like throughout the year i'd be like yeah things are shitty and i don't have a lot that i'm excited for right now but I am really excited about Warp Tour. And dude, like, there's no... You could... Okay, so for those of you that don't know what Warp Tour is, okay? <laughs> I should probably get into it. Sure, Because sure. not everybody fucking would know. Yeah. It's a music festival, okay? And so it's like a one... But it was a one-day festival, and it, they traveled all across the United States. Oh, it was only a day. Yeah, it was a one-day festival. Oh. And they traveled all the way across the United States, and they also did a few shows, like, in other countries as well. And at this festival was, like, was... Somewhere between, I, th- I want to say, like, seven to maybe ten stages. And they had, like, probably 50 to 70 different artists constantly. I mean, like, there was always, like, these stages were rotating, right? So you could, like, you get a schedule at the beginning of the day. You kind of pick out what stages you want to be at what time so that you can see all of your favorite bands. That's very cool. And so for the whole year in preparation to that summer's warp Tour, I would spend researching all of the bands that were, like, on tour and, like, finding my favorite ones, finding which ones I really needed to see. Because a lot of times, you know, it was different bands that I hadn't listened to or something like that. But the first one I ever went to was with my dad, like I had mentioned before. <laughs> it was just me and my dad, and I was 14. That's and it, so that funny. was the first time I smelled weed, and I was like, what's going on? And my dad, like, like he knew what was going on, but he didn't want to, like, 
I don't think he wanted to like pay attention to it because you were still would, a minor and that would well if he would have mentioned it too then I would have noticed it and I think he wanted to like okay if I don't like acknowledge acknowledge it, it then we won't acknowledge it type of thing sure you know but um so yeah the first one I went to was with my dad and then going forward I went with friends and the last one like it was the saddest thing ever and like the thing about did you go for like years in a row yeah so i went from i went 2014 2015 2016 2017 and 2018 so five years um and 18 was the last 18 was the last one that they ever so it's not a thing anymore damn yeah and the thing about my fizzle off is i fucking didn't want it to at (laughs) all like i did not want it to at all like i remember my last warp tour, I was happy, but the same t- at the same time, the whole day, I was still kind of sad because it was well, like you knew. the last one, and it was like such a big thing in my childhood. I, f- I felt like or like my growing up, yeah, and I just felt like like now it's done, and yeah. I was so sad about it. I wore like my bag from like my first warp tour. Like if you ever been to warp tour, you know like they have these drawstring bags, and everybody carries them around to put all their shit in. Um, so I wore like my first one and I remember like the last band that played like their last song. I cried. I, I would cried have like a bitch, but like, I like, that was a huge part of it for me was like going to as many concerts as I could go to in a year. And I would always have to go to warp tour. And like, that was like the peak of it for me. And my yeah. last warp tour, I wanted to make the most of it. That's when the crowd surfing incident <laughs> happened that I mentioned and I'm outing myself. That's funny. Um, but yeah, like I wanted to make the most of it. I crowd surfed all day. Like, I like, I don't know. I was up at front. Like I did whatever I could to make like the most of the experience, yeah. but I am still so sad that it's over. Like yeah. every summer when it's around that time of year, I always think of it and I always like look through my pictures and videos. Cause I'm still Ooh. just like not cool with it. And now there's like festivals like with those same bands, but they're like three day festivals. There's one and it's in Las Vegas and right. it's like four hundred dollars to go to. Right. It used to cost fifty dollars for a ticket to Warp Tour. That's and crazy. You'd see so many bands. Damn. And they would do meet and greets and everything. It was so cool. Like it was the spot to be. Like, I'm gonna put you on blast right now. What? Jade met Jeffrey Star at Warp Tour. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know how I didn't even think of that when telling these Warp Tour stories. Yeah, my first Warp Tour ever. I met Jeffrey Star and you know what he said to me? No. Okay, so basically to get into these meet and greets, I should give a little preface. You have to, usually what it is is you buy something from their merch tent and they have so many meet and greet tickets to give out. Um, So like the really big bands, you would have to get to their merch tent like immediately when the day started to get a piece of merch and get a meet and greet ticket because there was only so many. But Jeffree Star, I saw that he was doing a meet and greet and like there wasn't any shows I wanted to go to at that time. And like at this point, this is way before the makeup, like... Like the makeup company. Yeah, it was when he had started doing a little bit of clothing but and he was at the tail end of his music his like rock music yeah yeah and like prom night it was like at the prom (sighs) night era not prom night yeah (laughs) prom night beauty killer i totally forgot you showed me that music i actually listened after this i listened to jeffree star's music unironically you showed me jeffree star for the first time i loved that song which one love to my cobain it's like a shitty electronica rap or love song huh. about, I mean, love to Mike Cobain. It's Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, I met him and this is what he said to me. I get up in his line and he was like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. And I was like, oh, thanks Jeffrey Star. Jeffrey Star just called me cute. <laughs> in my fetch beanie. Yeah. In my fetch beanie. <laughs> that was the purchase that I made to get the meet and greet. That ticket. was Jeffrey Star's merch. Yeah. 
the fetch beanie. Hmm. But yeah, I still have a signed picture, but I just like obviously don't display it in my home because I'm like not Jeffrey Star. Not Jeffrey Star. Awkward. But like I didn't really and like yes, he was still a bad person then, but I was also 14 and it was, it was not that I hate um, being that person. It was 8 years ago. The times unfortunately were very different. And I also just did not know. I was 14. Exactly. I had not an idea. All I had heard was like his couple of songs on YouTube because it, I was not so like at that time, I was not so, like, developed, I guess, like, in well, how like, I handled the internet. Like, I didn't yeah. get into it like that. Like, Cancel I didn't culture that was not a thing then. Yeah. So, if he, if even if that, all the stuff that he was doing before then was public knowledge, it wasn't dealt with. Yeah. Like, Nobody there would be did people, anything like, about saying, it. like, I don't like him because of this, but it wouldn't have been, like, cancelled We're not all going to collectively try to get rid of the existence of a person online. Yeah. God, I fucking hate cancel Until culture. Until we do. It, you you know, until Sometimes. it's what that's the internet progresses to. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we don't talk about that enough. <laughs> I. We forgot to talk about that. I know. Um, we don't mention it enough. We really don't. Oh, I do have a little bit of um, tea from my high school theater days. Yeah. Um, So like many of the stories involve, believe this or not, many of the stories involve people that I was friends with at the time. But yeah, I just have like some funny tea stories that I thought about. Yeah. Um, And like things that were really fucking annoying. Um, So basically there was one year that we were getting ready for our spring or spring play. The play was like a really small all-female ensemble play with like some male characters or whatever. I had no idea what it was though. Okay, so both of the directors of our plays were English teachers at our school. Mm -hmm. I had classes with both of them. Yeah. And then like for the musicals, it would be one of those two directors and then our music or our choir music teacher who did uh, the music for the musicals. So like people like students would get the tea from the teachers yeah and um you know that's also implied when one of the students that you have in your plays is your daughter at home so there was one day and it was like a big no-no she shows me like the movie cover for the play with like all the female leads on it because I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was pointing it out. And she was like, my mom wants this person to play this character in the poster. And my mom wants this person to play. So, oh. like, <laughs> yeah, bitch. Not okay. Not. Not okay. It was just so fucking Why would shady. she tell her daughter, her high school daughter that anyway? It was so shady. Like, you can't even entirely blame the girl. Because, like, why the fuck would your mom tell you that? Right. Oh, my God. And like, uh, as a like adolescent child who does not really understand like how that could really hurt somebody's feelings. Right. right? Because she's a, f- thing at, to understand. when she was saying that she was a freshman in high school. Yeah. So it's no, like, Oh yeah. dude, are you kidding? That's messed up. Exactly. You haven't even been here long enough to consider how it might feel to be anybody you're not talking about right, right. now. Right. Right. Um, and of course she didn't really care because she was one of the leads. And of, of course, course it was, was pretty much casted exactly like they planned on it. And she played like the female lead of the female ensemble. As a freshman? Um, she pretty much had a lead in every play that we did. Oh. From the moment that she was a freshman. Nepotism. In her very first play until I graduated at least. And then she got even bigger roles after I graduated. Nepotism. Yeah. I'm I'm comfortable saying that now <laughs> because yeah and yeah. she had an older brother who that was not the case for him all the time mm-hmm. so it's like wow not only nepotism but also favoritism yeah that's fucked up anyways 
okay, my school always wanted to do shows that were very woke and very um, bringing attention to taboo subjects like gender stuff, race stuff, and things like mm-hmm. that. So they would do shows that were very like you have to cast based on race because it's a very race centric show. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't really be fluid with some of it. And they would cast whatever kids they had that were not white as like black kids. Yeah. So like if anyone knows the musical Hairspray, I wasn't there when they did Hairspray, but they did Hairspray and I remember remember seeing it. And there's like a whole scene where it takes place in detention with like all the black kids Mm -hmm. and then these few white leads. And like majority of the black kids were not black in their black ensemble. They just needed people basically. So you basically. can't really be doing these like No. Um if you <laughs> want to be doing these things then you need to be keeping it. Like if you want to be touching on things that are like so fragile like that you should probably be casting accordingly. Well, they also If not an abil- if that is not an ability, like if that is not a possibility for you, then don't do it. Just don't do it then because In- that's it's just not appropriate. Exactly. It's not appropriate. And it's not the only time they did that. For our listeners that are not in the Midwest, welcome to fucking Iowa. Welcome to Iowa. Within the last 10 years. Literally. Oh, I have a couple more. Just two more um, debacle stories. But they revolve around one show, my senior musical, which was Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's about um, the... Chicago's in the 20s um but it's like a murder musical basically there's one lead who's like a really famous nightclub performer that killed her husband the other female lead is another lady who wants to be famous and she also killed like her lover or something and then there's like the male lead who's the big lawyer for all these people on murderous row in um the Cook County Jail in Chicago and it's like a very flashy like weird dancing and glitter and glitz musical yeah um so that's like the vibe of it it's also like very seductive and like ooh risque um (laughs) but anyways so we're doing our fall play my senior year going and anticipating auditions for the musical um and during one rehearsal i was separated from the rest of the cast with three of my other co-stars one of which was my sister um and because we had like a little quartet of characters. So we were working on our own scenes while everyone else was working on their own stuff and stage or something. So we mm-hmm. were in a classroom by ourselves and we were just like talking after we had run through some stuff. And one of the four people in there was somebody who was a part of my friend group for the whole year up, uh, up until then. And I had done plenty of shows with him up until then. He was like also one of the stable male performers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he definitely got like, bigger parts in our musicals than I had up to that point. Um, Like he pretty much got the lead in every musical that he did up until this year. Mm -hmm. And he was a year younger than me. And yeah, in most of them, I was like smaller roles definitely compared to what he got. Mm -hmm. Anyways. um, So he was basically telling us that he didn't want to audition for that musical for Chicago, which like, if you know if you're a theater kid and you know Chicago, yeah, you do want to do Chicago. It's like one of the most popular shows ever. Uh-huh. It has like the longest running revival performances on Broadway right now. Mm-hmm. It's been open for like 30 years on Broadway or something like that. Damn. It's so popular, it's so good. It's like, yeah, you do want to do Chicago. What the fuck are you talking about? And he was just trying to convince us that he didn't want to audition for the show and that he wanted to do crew for it. And we were like why and at first he was just telling us it's like it's not my favorite musical i just don't really want to do it and we were like that's stupid you 
you get the leads in all of them and this is like one of the best musicals ever why would you not want to do it Mm -hmm. um and he tells me that he doesn't want to audition because he basically he didn't want to um pose a threat to me getting the male lead um, he said that oh, how he, charitable. he said, yeah, he said that he knew how much I really liked that show and he didn't feel the same way about it. So he just knew that I would be really upset if he auditioned and got the male lead and I didn't. So, so he wanted to like, give me the opportunity. Oh, and I was like, honor. thank you for so graciously fucking taming your overinflated ego. ass ego, dude. By graciously handing me the lead in our senior musical oh, as if kind. as if there was no one else who wanted it <laughs> or and no one else who could have auditioned for it and been considered. <laughs> and I okay. was so morally conflicted about this because, yes, I really wanted that fucking part because it was my senior musical and it was such an iconic show that we were doing, especially for my school. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a big show. And like I said, we did not have the best theater department and spoiler alert it was one of the best shows that my school has probably ever done it was so good um but I was so morally conflicted about this what he was doing because I was like on one hand I want to earn this role fair and square right so like if he wants to audition I want him to audition so I can still get it over him because Mm -hmm. I would have anyways um but on the other hand I was like I mean I'm still getting it fair and square it's I am literally doing and saying nothing to make him want to just give me the role yeah or to i'm not like threatening him to not audition or something like i did nothing to make him think that so there was no reason for him to so it's like i mean i'm still going fair and square if he doesn't want to do it whatever but yeah but i was still mad because i was like it makes me feel like i didn't earn this yeah because you think that you handed it to me right it was so douchey but yeah he didn't audition for it and he was well, in the ensemble then he gave it to you yeah i guess Thanks serve and then so that was pre-auditions then auditions came around I felt like mine went pretty well then in the audition process you know they have callbacks Mm -hmm. so basically if you don't know callbacks are like a second round of auditions where they call back specific auditioners to read for specific parts that they're being considered for and it's basically like if you get a callback for any role you know that there's a chance you're gonna get it Or like that they're considering you. And it also means if you don't get a callback for that role and other people do, you know, you're not getting it. Right. So callbacks are pretty revealing. Like you can pretty much tell where a musical is going to go based on who gets called back for what. (laughs) And it's normally like a few people getting called back for every role. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So callbacks, the callback list comes out for this show. And the callbacks are like a few days after regular auditions, I think. Um, and then after that, the cast list comes out. So the callbacks list comes out. There are so many girls called back. So many for the two leads and for like six more featured ensemble roles that a group of girls are in. And there were just so many girls. Okay, so then there are so two there are two male leads in this show. One of them was the lawyer and the other one was the husband of the one of the other female leads. Um one of the two. So two boys were called back for the second male lead, the husband, and I was the only person called back for the lawyer. Per Um so what they were doing with the males was pretty obvious. <laughs> Clearly, they were choosing for 
between these two boys to play the husband role. Mm -hmm. And I had no one to compete against in callbacks. And then during callbacks, I didn't even have to sing anything. All I did was read dialogue between the lawyer character and the other two female leads that were being called back. And I just read with a bunch of different girls in that role. So basically they were like, okay, who reads the best Wasabians? Right. Right. (laughs) So after that, I was like, internally, I was like, I don't know. I think I have every fucking right to feel that this is going to end well for me. Yeah. (laughs) And, oh my God. But I think that this happened before the auditions actually took place after school. So I think this was like the day of callbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, And... A friend of mine comes up to me. Keep in mind that this is my senior musical. I have done every show in high school up to this point. And I have done my time to deserve the lead role that I auditioned for. Um, This kid was a sophomore. And he comes up to me and he says, so you're the only one that got a callback for for Billy. That was the character's name. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I guess. And he's like, oh, do you know, like, like, I... He asked me some stupid ass question. And then he goes, well, do you think that they're just like having you read as like a filler for the person they actually casted? Why would they? Because he wanted that part. So I'm like, dude, Dude. you think I'm the one to ask that? That made me feel like shit. It was like, you really think that your puny ass, sophomore ass, Frank Sinatra singing ass is going to get the lead in the musical over me? We'll see. I guess. We wouldn't. There was nothing to see except the truth. And it was that I got the role. <laughs> oh, during callbacks. This is like my last thing about this. During callbacks for that show too, one of my, it was me, another girl, and then a friend that I have mentioned. I mentioned the daughter of the director, mm-hmm. the girl I mentioned a lot in the high school stories episode. She was like in a group of me and one other girl we were like preparing for these auditions and preparing for these callbacks because we wanted the part that i got and then they wanted the two female leads because we all get to work together yeah so we worked our fucking asses off for these auditions and we all got callbacks for the roles that we wanted and my trio friend that i've mentioned before she was like really nervous for her callback And we were, like, helping her go over the singing shit. And, like, while she was waiting, there was this other girl at the time in a music room with the door closed down the hall from us. Mm -hmm. Um, She was having her callback for the same role. And she's a sophomore. This is the first time she's ever auditioned for a musical at my show. Just a play or musical at my my school. Mm -hmm. This is the first one she's ever done. And um, she we could hear her singing down the hall. She was belting her fucking face off. And it was beautiful. And I internally, like the three of us just looked at each other silently. And in my head, I was like, oh my God, my friend's not going to get this. And then we had to console her after callbacks in the car while she was saying like, I don't think I'm going to get it. And I was like, no, you will. You'll totally get it. Did she get it? Nope. And the sophomore got it over her. Oof. Mm Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yep. Ouch. It was well-deserved though. I mean, yeah. I live by that. Everyone that I go to school with wants to say, like, she was not good. And I'm like, all right, then why did she get casted? <laughs> oh, For it's real. because she's very good. 
Oh, probably because she's very good. Sure, she's not the greatest actress, but she is a very good uh, singer and dancer, which that character needs to be. So. So, surf. But yeah, then after high school, basically, I kind of fizzled out of doing theater. The last show that I did was the summer after I graduated, and it was Beauty and the Beast, and I played the titular role of Beauty. No, I played the Beast. And um, (laughs) it was very fun. It was a very scary experience, though, and like up to that point, I was thinking I was going to go to college for musical theater, and um, I didn't nope and then like especially during the quarantine i was that was pretty much where i like stopped doing theater and i haven't done it since yeah they're doing a couple shows in town that like one of them is like my favorite musical of all time next summer and i'm like maybe i'll audition for that that would be cool yeah maybe we'll see i think that wraps up our deep dives that does our phases yeah now you know and speaking of phases a phase is coming to an end today yeah I, this is something I truly hoped we would never have to discuss on the air. I'm really ashamed that this is happening. Yeah. Um, I'm perplexed. I'm sad. I know. We're taking a break, guys. We are. Uh, I and, don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to either, but we need to. We need to. Um, If you realized, this is coming out the week of Thanksgiving, um, and we decided before we even started recording real girls ever we decided this would be a good time to take a little holiday break yeah give all y'all a a chance to catch up on real girls on your favorite episodes of real girls yep and uh a time for us to catch up on some maybe you missed uh missed what episodes if you missed an episode oh yeah yeah yeah. i i thought you meant for us and i was like huh (laughs) (laughs) no if you miss an episode you can you can tune back now so you can get all the references yeah. going forward. Yeah. Anything yeah. that we refer back to. Yep. Yep. Get yourself educated. And it's also a free good amount of time to tell all of your friends about Real Girls and tell them to all listen to your favorite podcast, Real Girls. Yeah. When you get together with your folks, tell your grandma to tune in. Yeah. Tell your grandma to listen to episode six. So we are taking a little hiatus for the We're just taking season. a little break. We're taking a little holiday break to kind of take it easy um, and to, you know... <laughs> plan the plan the you just use that phrase take it easy yeah i can't believe i said that (laughs) i know i cannot fucking believe i just said that on the air take it easy are you gonna tell the real girls to fucking take it easy no oh my god i take take that back back. i take it back a hundred and thirty percent Take it however you want to, real girls. No, please don't. I didn't mean it offensive. And you can it was take it also... easy. You can take it hard. You can take it. You could chill the fuck out. <laughs> Just do what you want, okay? You can, uh, you can, uh, you can have a moment to relax. We, yeah. I, I understand that. Have the... a moment to relax. I understand that the two of us together on the air are a lot to to handle in to one sitting. In. So I get it take this time to relax to maybe think about some of the things that we said were they correct were they wrong uh you're gonna look at me and tell me that i'm wrong you're gonna look at me and tell me that i'm wrong she came down in a bubble Bubble. dude (laughs) i thought that video was so stupid um it was funny i I, I disagreed with him that's why i was like why is he so angry about how wrong he is (laughs) he's so wrong I didn't really get much of the context of what he was saying. He was talking about Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I know, but I didn't really. Well, whatever. Yeah, that was our that that was our deep dive. We're gonna take a little break, um, but before we go, 
we have to tell you our final band name of this, of this phase season. of real girls or not of this of this phase of this phase of this phase of real girls something to be mentioned when we return we are still within our first season so you have not heard the end of our first we're not done with this season yet oh no more on this note there is so much more exciting content to come that i am so excited for (laughs) it's exciting and i'm excited for it yeah (laughs) all right okay i got one okay you want to go first? Let her rip, Tater Chip. I'll go Band first. name of of this week's episode is. It's not a drum roll. <laughs> it is. Like, <laughs> um, it's very on brand with your emo phase. Uh-huh. My band name this week is the twenty dollar five minute bleach service. Yeah, <laughs> and their genre is. Um, they're like a, they're like a paramour, like a, but they're a girl group. Okay. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They're they're like a hex girls. Absolutely. And we're going to put a spell on you. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Very that. But yeah, what's yours? Oh my God. For a moment there, I literally thought that I just deleted my entire band name list. And like if the suicide that I would have committed if, the if I, pod that had true. eyes, if the pod had eyes, you would have seen how eyes, how wide my eyes just got. <laughs> you would have seen how eyes my wide was. <laughs> Girl. No, I was like, oh, fuck. Well, they're um, recently deleted, but no. But my band name of the day is also not a drum roll. <laughs> Break the bubble path. Ooh. Break the bubble path. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. And what genre? That's hard to say. Maybe like, I don't know. It's gonna be like fucking inspirational though. Like it's gonna be like some like. It makes you feel something. It for some reason it kind of gives me Lumineers. Yeah. That vibe. Yeah. Like folky, but also kind of indie. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely that vibe. I don't want to push my opinion on you though. No, I would agree with you. I okay. was looking for the right the right words and you gave them to me. So thank you for that. You're so welcome. Yeah. All right. Well those right. are the last last band names of the year, guys. Of the year, yeah. Last band days of 2022. So before the year is up, don't forget to tell whoever you're streaming us through how great we are through a rating. Yes, please give us a rating and follow us and tell all of your friends about us and share your favorite episodes on your social media platforms and just just love us and and just love me would you just show us some love on the internet please good god (laughs) or don't um and you can uh while we're on a break you can always interact with us off the air on twitter at real girls pod uh at twitter at real girls pod where we ask you a question every week and you bitches better follow us on twitter there are so many of you who listen to the podcast and don't follow us on twitter i know i know we've got like open your fucking eyes and follow us on twitter yeah you could see with your own eyes so many of the things that we're referencing literally it might just make it even greater you will have physical references of the things that we talk about on the air why would you not want that it might it might just make it a greater experience for you completely so much more um immersive (laughs) immersive be fully immersed 
please for God, sure. please be fully immersed in our content <laughs> <What>? <laughs> anyways follow us on twitter and um i'm just gonna save us some time all of our personal handles are in the description of this episode if you're so inclined to follow us on like yeah. in our personal lives yep uh, but please god follow us on twitter <laughs> that's in the description too girl click the link hit follow that's it well before we wrap up i just want to say this has been such a fun experience it has been i am so glad that you agreed to do this with me. Yeah. It is so fun. I really enjoy recording a pod. I do as well because it's fun. It makes me feel accomplished. Yep. Plus, it is expanding our bestie friendship so much more. It is. I've learned so much about you every time we record. I know. Me as well. It's so me as fun. Well. It's beneficial on and off the air. It is. And we're glad that you are here to experience it with we're us. We're so glad that you've listened to us up to this point. I cannot believe it's been eight episodes and that we are like at the point where we're taking a break. Uh-huh. It's crazy to me. And I've been like very thankful to like have like everybody who has been listening reach out to me. Yes. If you are one of our friends and you're listening, I would love to hear from you. We appreciate so hearing your thoughts so much. To hear everybody's feedback. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to ask a question on Twitter. Tell us on Twitter what you want to hear us talk about in the future because yeah. we're always looking for some new topic ideas. So yeah. throw them our way on Twitter at Real Girls Pod. And yeah. we appreciate you so much. We are open to suggestions. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think that's it, girls. It is. That's it, girls. We'll see you in a, Have in a, a good months. Yeah, we'll be back in January. Yes. Um, But have a good, uh, maybe not a good Thanksgiving. Have a good holiday season. And just have a nice time in the months of November and December. Yeah. And, uh, enjoy the holidays. Yeah. And we'll see you. Or enjoy none of them. We'll see you in January. Uh, but, you know, until then. One, two, three. Keep, Keep it, it real, real girls. girls. And we'll see you next time on the pod. Bye. Peace and out.